Welcome to Rhode Island's Church and State Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Jessica. We're a husband and wife podcast. He's a pastor and I'm a state senator. So you've been warned. We're about to talk politics and religion. And anything else that might get us canceled. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rhode Island's Church and State. This is episode 28, and we are in the, uh, I guess, in the, the closing weeks of summer, right, Jess? Yes. But summer, just when uh, you thought it would be, uh, you know, uh, not boring, but restful and um, relaxing, we uh, we find ourselves once again with the pandemic seems to be being stirred up again with all of the... Um, uh, with all of the emotions and all of the anxiety that comes along with that. Mm. Um, just a few days ago, we had the governor, or maybe it was yesterday, a couple of days ago. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. The, the governor huh. uh, reinstated a state of emergency for the state of Rhode Island. Um, and I'm hoping that you'll be able to walk us through what that means, uh, kind of put some context to it. Um, are, I thought we were still in a state of emergency. Has that has that ever been lifted? So technically, we are still state in, in a state of emergency because because that's supposed to expire soon, right? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't it written into the budget or something? Yeah, it was written into the budget, so it's supposed to expire or set to expire September first. And um, you know, I I don't I'm not sure exactly what was the catalyst for. Governor McKee doing this, but I suspect it was surrounding the mask mandate because he essentially had said, I'm going to leave it up to each district. And most of the districts were implementing. This is the mask mandates for schools. For schools. Right. All of the school districts were encouraged to have a mask mandate, but then. But they were given the option to make their own policy. Right. And then I guess there were a few school districts that decided to make it mask optional and decide, let the parents decide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the way that I look at this is kind of like mothering, like I'm going to give you the opportunity to make a decision, but if you don't make the right decision, I'm going to make the decision for you. Okay. So um, you felt that maybe the governor did this because he saw a school district starting to make the, the wrong decision. Well, you know, and, I, and, I think so. But having a I, universal mask mandate for students. I'm and, sure there were some other issues behind the scenes that I didn't know about, but this seems to be one of them. Right. We, I mean, we went to a school committee meeting in our town, and mm-hmm. it was contentious. Um, there were it was very rowdy. It got uh, uh, pretty wild at times, mm-hmm. and it it seemed overwhelming. Name calling. Name calling. Um, you know, people had all sorts of different reasons to oppose it. And of course, we heard people supporting it, mm-hmm. but uh, it was overwhelming. At least for those in attendance, it had to be 80 to 90% of the people for there. Sure. I know because when it was my opportunity to speak, I just asked people to raise their hands yeah. so that the school committee could see for themselves how many people um, opposed the mandate and how many supported it. It had to be 80 to 90%. Yeah. So, um, and, and what I'm hearing. Uh, is it's like that across the state. Uh, people in other school districts um, are, are saying the same thing. But this episode isn't about that, but you're suggesting that that this... Um, be one dec- of the reasons. Declaration of emergency may be related to this uh, this mask mandate for schools. Yes, because the executive, um, his executive emergency executive powers were about to end. And So what I'm going to refer to these emergency powers, Mm -hmm. these executive orders, I'm going to call it the 
Delta emergency order and the uh, COVID emergency order. Okay. So we don't get them mixed so up. So COVID was the one that was instituted by Governor Raimondo, mm -hmm. and then Delta would be the the uh, Dan McKee, Governor right. McKee. Right, the COVID is expiring under McKee, okay. but McKee wants to retain his power okay. as the sole individual to make all choices for all Rhode Islanders regarding this you know, pandemic. Okay. He doesn't want to include the, the legislative, legislative branch. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to call this one the Delta emergency powers. Okay. All right. So why do you think he did this? Uh, you suggested that it's because he wants to be powerful. He wants to maintain no, his I'm, power. No, I'm suggesting, well, yes, that he wants to maintain his power. Not that he wants to be powerful, but that um, he thinks that he solely can make the decisions for individuals. And again, the problem that I have with that is we have 38 senators and each of us represent um, about 20,000 people, a constituency. And there's a house with 75 representatives. There is a house, is there? <laughs> That's right. It's a bicameral. That rowdy little bunch that. <laughs> bicameral legislation, 75 of them, and yeah. then 38 of you, so 113 of yes. you all together. Good math, David. I, I, I've memorized that number now because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be caught trying to add these numbers with your when fingers. We're recording. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have enough fingers. Okay. Um, so uh, you're suggesting that he he wants to not act unilaterally, but just do you think this is just he wants to act more quickly? He doesn't want to have to get bogged down with uh, the legislature that voting on things. That it's possible that that's necessary. Mm -hmm. But again, have that conversation with the legislature and say, you know, I'm seeing that I'm going to need to make very swift decisions. Okay. So let's pass, you know, uh, uh, come into session like we did with the budget mm -hmm. and pass certain uh, statutes in which I can just act very quickly okay. and make a decision. Okay. Um, and the, the, what really gets me is that <laughs> Senator Ruggiero mm -hmm. and Speaker Sakarchi put out a joint uh, if people don't press know, release. Uh, that's the Senate President yes. and the Speaker of the House. These mm -hmm. are the two most powerful lawmakers. They are the leaders the, in the leaders. each of their chambers. Exactly. Right. Elected by the body. Right. Believe it or not, uh, even though we're a Rhode Island podcast, we we found out we have people from outside of the state who are listening. Which welcome to Rhode Island. Yeah. <laughs> so you get you get a glimpse into our politics and how yeah. messy they can be. All right. So they were the, the these two uh, lawmakers, uh, Shikarchi. They and were completely Ruggiero. surprised by the governor's um, declaration. declaration. Okay. Because I guess just before the governor had come on TV. To, for this press release, or not press release, for this press conference, that he didn't mention a thing to mm. them. So they were completely flabbergasted and said, we just spoke. You didn't say a thing to us. Wow. And But they Ooh. didn't push anything farther than that. They decided to uh, let him go ahead with the new executive emergency powers. And so this is why we're talking about it, because, you know, uh, I feel like... It was two weeks to slow the spread. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have the uh, emergency powers. There, there's a need for it. That's why we have it in law. But it's been over a year now. A year and a half. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And um, it's not good government. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's kind of leading to why do you oppose this? Uh, um, you were very vocal about the I want to last... just go back one step. Okay. Go okay. Because I do want to talk about... How in, in previous episode we were talking about how Republicans influence like key pieces of legislation, mm -hmm. and how Senator Rogers of Foster had this great bill which I co-signed because it's a great bill. Mm. I wish it was mine, um, 
but it was limiting like it was limiting the scope of power or the the governor's ability to continually extend the state of emergency with no end in sight his bill was concise few lines was perfect perfectly stated that after 30 days the legislature would have to approve any continuation of emergency powers but our friends on the other side uh, of the aisle decided that their version was better and they didn't want to pass Senator Rogers bill. So they, they put in their own language. If we had adopted Senator Rogers bill, we, we would be in a better position as a legislature, uh, as a legislature, as a legislature. Thank you. Um, but anyway, so your next question was, well, I, I, first of all, that's a good point. Uh, it's, uh, glad to hear that Senator Rogers was submitting some good legislation and uh, trying to limit the scope of government, especially, you know, obviously we, we want to reserve emergency powers for when they're needed, but mm -hmm. they shouldn't be open ended. And I like the idea of some sort of a, um, you know, timeline for them 30 days or, or, you know, having a, a a process to renew them. Yeah. Good. Uh, but I was wondering, what about you? Why are you opposing this? Why are you pushing for an end to this um, emergency declaration? It does seem like the Delta variant is here. Uh, mm -hmm. We've been seeing cases on the rise in Rhode Island. Is that something that you're taking into consideration when you oppose the emergency declaration? Always. The COVID is going to be with us forever. And Delta is, is, is serious. I'm not diminishing that at all. Um, but we have a, my three issues with, with this extension or this new, um, executive, uh, emergency powers, not executive power, but emergency declaration is that first it removes the checks and balances on the executive branch. And that's why we have three branches of government or equal branches and the legislative branch provides a check on the executive branch. Um, he's bypassing the legislative process, which is, you know, again, for a short period of time, if we need to, in, in this, in the true state of emergency, obviously we want to exercise that. But, um, and then lastly, but, but wait, the you said, um, he's trying to circumvent the mm -hmm. legislative process, but haven't you guys adjourned? I mean, usually we're, a, you guys are in a, a part-time legislature. So you end after six months, you know, it's on six months, off six months, you're in the off season. So you guys yeah. aren't actually legislating right now, are you? We're not adjourned. We're in recess. Okay. So, um, and, and it's been well known that the legislature has been, uh, planning to come back to address certain pieces of legislation. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I've, I've spoken to other senators who are coming back for oversight hearings. Um, so although we've recessed the doors, always open for us to go back at a moment's notice. Okay. And does the, uh, emergency declaration, does it, it, it doesn't prevent that, right. Or prohibit it. No, okay. no, you, he, you he can't. can't, he can't do that. Yeah. Okay. So how does it, um, uh, how, how does it, uh, bypass the legislative process? Is it just because he's ruling now by executive order? Exactly. And, okay. I understand. All right. Yeah. Um, and um, any other reasons why? And lastly, it's normalizing undemocratic processes, mm -hmm. the un undemocratic process. 
we have this form of government that has worked for many years. Some people say it's not the best form of government. Government, You know, anything made by man is going to be imperfect, but it is still the best form of government that we have on the globe. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to normalize these kinds of practices. So those are the three reasons why I would oppose a continuance. Yeah, I keep hearing that over and over again. Like a lot of people just saying, I just want to go back to normal. I just want this to be over. And um, do you think that we were, because I felt, I'm wondering if you felt like we were turning a corner and this was going to be over. Because I thought back in April, once I was seeing um, the the vaccine out there and many people taking it and, you know, Rhode Island was like first to second in the nation in, in numbers of people being vaccinated or at least percentage of the population. Uh, I felt like, oh, no, I, I think we're just going to be fully opening up. Maybe I was naive because it sounds like we might be headed to another round of lockdowns. Is that something that you're concerned with? I am concerned with that because I did think that we were turning the corner to you. A lot of people did. And I think, you know, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from individuals are they are very upset. They are very angry. Mm -hmm. And... um. I, I don't think that the governor really has like his thumb on the pulse here um, and that the legislature realizes this. And there are times in which I receive lots of phone calls for very hot topic issues and the kind of like perennial issues that come up in the legislature. Sure. Uh, Abortion, yeah, Second Amendment. Second Amendment. Right. So I expect mm -hmm. that I'm going to receive like a flood of phone calls and emails. Um, but it's happening now with this situation where people are saying, hey, uh, enough is enough. Right. And I'm going to say it's not even the regular individuals that are constantly, um, consistently reaching out to their legislators because like, I know that um, this person is very vocal, so they're always going to contact me with their concerns. These are people that are not political, right. that are reaching out to me and that have had enough, that do not engage at all mm -hmm. um, with um political content, but they have reached their, their, their uh, reach a point of frustration right, right. where they feel like I have to do something. Yeah. I mean, again, we just to go back to that school committee meeting that we went to, they, they were between people, um, at the meeting and those watching online at zoom, well, according to the numbers I saw, you know, watching, you know, in, in the groups, mm -hmm. there were like two to 300 people all together. Uh, in the room and watching online who were um, paying attention to that school committee meeting. That yeah. is huge. School committee meetings are usually, <laughs> there's like eight people there. Five of them are on the, exactly. the committee. The exactly. other three people have to be paid to be there. Yeah. It's the superintendent, the secretary, and right. somebody else. Uh, so it's just, uh, it was wild to me to see that many people. And they were really... It was great though. Yeah. It was great to see that many people. Attend. Well, you saw, you know, people exercising their First Amendment, you know, mm -hmm. in a raucous manner. It was pretty rough. Um, but to see young people there, students giving mm -hmm. speeches and, yeah. and asking the school committee to respect their point of view and parents and non-residents kind of weighing in. That was kind of that's kind of weird. People yeah. that don't live in the district. Um, but uh, No, thank you. Or want to tell us how to. Like, again, <laughs> we're representative to my, of a representative government right. here. You have your town. Right. Go to your town. Go to your school committee. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So what else, uh, what else are you hearing from people? What, what are they upset about? Well, uh, yeah. So the people that are reaching out to me, they're upset for numerous reasons. Some of it's because of the mask mandate. 
Some of it um, is because, again, normalizing the undemocratic norms, um, that the executive branch isn't being held accountable. There are several reasons, but also that individuals are afraid of losing um, their livelihoods, their jobs, because they're healthcare workers. And um, I've had some people say to me, uh, a young couple was talking to me and they said, we'll uh, cash out our our retirement, sell our house, and we'll have to start over down south. Wow. And I know, and I, I know those aren't empty threats because I know at least a dozen people mm. that have moved down south. Well, we saw the census results and um, how people have been moving, flocking to uh, red states. They have. Uh, Florida, Texas, and when, other states. And anyone says like the census data, oh, well, you know, the numbers really exploded in Central Falls or whatever. That's because... We were we were in danger of losing a seat mm-hmm. in Congress, and it was in the best interest of the Democratic Party of Rhode Island to maintain that seat in Congress. So they did their best to make sure everybody was counted, everybody living under a rock or wherever right. was counted in that census. So I don't think that we actually have more people living in Rhode Island. I think they were just better. They they were counted. You think we did a better job counting? Exactly. Finding people. Exactly. Okay. Um, Maybe and, they, <laughs> yeah, anyways, I'm moving right along. Uh, yeah. Let's stay, stay <laughs> on t- target here. Uh, we're talking about the uh, emergency declaration that, that was declared this week by Governor McKee. And uh, you've been opposing this. And I remember when this happened, you just mentioned it. You were emailed, people messaging you, asking you, you know, Jessica, please do something. What can we do to oppose this? I'm worried about my rights. I'm worried you? about the future. Yeah, I'm yeah. worried about this state. We can't have this going on forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Please do something. So what's your plan? What's your master plan? <laughs> my master plan. No. My master plan right now. Um, it, you sound defeated. <laughs> no, it's just that <laughs> I'm not defeated. Um, I... I have to say the people that have reached out to me, that's part of my, that's part of my plan. I need to, to let, um, let individuals know as they call me, you got to call your Senator. Like one person called mm-hmm. me and said, I live in Senator Ruggiero's district and I actually live really close to him. Mm-hmm. I said, you need to call him. You need to email him because he's your Senator mm-hmm. and he happens to be the Senate president. So, so that's the first thing so you're, that's the you're first saying, thing. Hey, listen, I, many of the people calling you, they don't even live in your district and you don't mind you know, trying to help people and pointing them in the right sure. direction. I'm fielding the phone calls. Yeah. I'm like the, uh, the, the switch, switchboard operator. Right, like right. you got to call this or the... where are you from? <laughs> Tiverton? Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. North Providence. Yeah. So your, your first thing is when people call you, you're trying to redirect them to the person they should be calling. Yeah. So it should be your Senator or, and your rep, both yes. of them and put a fire under them to say, call your Senator and, and, rep. and that's our neighborhood motorcycle gang <laughs> yeah yeah um yes. Hell's angels lives next door to us no they don't no they don't right. we have amazing neighbors we love our neighbors yes great All neighbors right. and then so i started a petition and i have circulating it have it i'm circulating it online and right now so about 500 signatures in five hours that's amazing that's so you put more a than petition one up, minute. Yeah. Yeah. You put a petition up and you have 500 signatures in less than five hours. Right. Wow. That's, a, that's something. So um, hmm. we're going to continue to circulate that. I want as many people to sign it as possible because I want to send a strong message. I want to be able to take this 
to the Senate president and the speaker and the governor and say, the people of Rhode Island have had enough. <laughs> and, you know, we need to rethink this strategy. Right. It sounds like they really do want to return to normalcy. If we can't have it with the uh, the variant, at least let's have it in our political institutions. Let's mm -hmm. have a return of normalcy where we have the Senate doing its job, uh, the, the House doing its job in making the laws, crafting the laws, weighing policy, and then the executive branch carrying it out rather than the executive branch acting as the judge, jury, and executioner in this whole thing. Yeah. That's, that's not the way our system is supposed to work. So uh, how can people sign your petition? Well, we're going to post a link on the Church and State uh, Facebook page. We'll also have it on mine, which is already up on Twitter, and it's on uh, Facebook. And tomorrow I'll probably put up a, just an update about how many signatures we have and you know how many we have left to meet our goal. All right. What is your goal? Uh, there are a million people in the state. A million. A no, million just signatures. Every Rhode Islander. Every Rhode Islander, regardless of age. Um, no. So I would like to see, uh, I don't know, is, is 1,500, 2,000 too many? I would say more. I'd yeah? say, yeah, shoot for more. Shoot, shoot. for okay. 5,000, 10,000. That's amazing. Wow. I, I think I think it's out there. It's just a matter of finding the people that want to sign it. I, I, I've been hearing the same thing. Maybe it's because uh, maybe I'm in, a, in an echo chamber. Maybe all of my friends feel the same way as me, but I, I know I people would... that are apolitical yeah. that, that don't vote. They don't care about who's president, but they are fed up and, and they just don't want this thing to be going on in perpetuity. I would if, say I totally agree with you. Mm, yeah. I was just going to say that school committee meeting exactly. on, on Tuesday opened right. my eyes because mm -hmm. I saw firsthand that, uh, you know, when you see 80 or 90% of the people all saying the same thing and they're all different, I know some of them, you know, one of them is the best friend to our, um, uh, our son's best friend's mom. So it's kind of like uh, our families kind of play together because their kids play together. Yeah. But to see her at a meeting and, and she's not very political at all. We not at all. Yeah. yeah. And others, uh, some of our friends and other people, but mm -hmm. they're, this is not something that they normally would venture into. One guy said, I never have been to a school committee meeting. You think I want to be here? I want to be at home. I want to be watching TV. I don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. But you guys are about to, you know, uh, force my kid to do something that, you know, made his experience horrible as, as, a, um, as a student. So, right. so, yeah, I think people care about it, whether it's the mask mandate or um, some of the other issues that or are out there. Or losing their job right. or, you know, overreach of the executive branch. Right, yeah. all kinds of different mandates so coming many. out. yeah. Well, that was a nice chat, and I hope that uh, I hope it was helpful to people because yes. they're hearing about it, but they may not know much about the declaration and what it could mean. But it now does open the door for more lockdowns and more executive orders. That's a great point, David, mm -hmm. because as the um, COVID emergency mm -hmm. order ends, the Delta emergency orders uh, emergency is now in place, and that means that every lockdown every you know closing down restaurants and businesses um everything going back to only essential workers and exactly. essential things that could come back anything goes at this point then mm -hmm. all right well i hope that made Thanks your summer <laughs> <laughs> hope that cheers you up as you get ready for the fall um no i uh, I, I think it's important to be vigilant and uh, uh to to uh to 
to be a part of this process and making sure the government hears from its citizens. However you hear about this, if you totally disagree with us, then contact your senator or rep and, and tell them or stop listening to us, but <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, keep listening. Yes, we enjoy the uh, we enjoy the feedback from people. Um, all right, you guys have a great day. Don't let this ruin your week or weekend or summer or fall um, because uh, th there's greater things to look forward to, yeah. right, Jess? Yes, and turn it into action. There you if, go. If you turn are that so anger that, into yes, action. Exactly. Awesome. All right, see you guys. Thanks again for listening. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, help us by subscribing and sharing these episodes. And for more content, check out churchandstateri.com. 